It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. As parents, we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton. Hello, America. My name is Eric Hamilton, and I'm your host of Chalk Talk. Chalk Talk will provide answers to questions that parents have about education. Please call me if you have questions, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you have any questions about education and you are interested in having them addressed on the show, please don't hesitate. Please give me a call. Let's talk. America. Topic for today's show, what's wrong with public education? If you have the answer to that question, please, please call and express your views. In the past, Chalk Talk has attempted to navigate parents around three basic words, academics, accountability, and advocacy. Everything that has to do with education, whether it's middle, high, doesn't make a difference. Everything revolves around these three terms, academics, accountability, and advocacy. And this show has been an attempt to get you, the parent, to understand how you must navigate between these three terms. These three terms will also give you some structure as to how you should also approach. The show for today is really going to get us more on the advocacy side. Now, for those listeners who were tuning in to hear the last part of the academic roadmap, the high school section, that show is in the process of being produced, and I am getting prepared to have that show. You can check on the website at schoolwise.com. The date for that show will be posted. The show of interest, what's wrong with public education? Now, I have some strong opinions. And I'm certain that you have some strong opinions. And if you are listening to this show today, it's imperative that you call people who are very passionate about education. I'm extremely passionate about education. I believe that education is a critical, critical topic that needs more conversation. It needs to be discussed. It is the fabric of our country. It is a building block for homes and communities throughout this country. Education is the defining issue of our time, and this show will attempt to empower parents by giving them feedback, conversation, and also 
a place for you to express your opinions on this very topic. So again, we're going to talk about the status of education. We're moving from the academic side that we've talked about earlier, and now we're moving to the advocacy side. Because at the end, it is imperative for parents to also realize that you have another role. Not only is it important for you to share your thoughts and concerns with teachers and administrators about the quality of the academics, it's also imperative for you to learn and when how to become an advocate. I want to talk about three defining issues tonight. Three, three defining issues that we're going to discuss. PTA leaders. What are the roles of the PTA? PTA, you are the watchdogs of our schools. It is your responsibility to be that bridge for parents. And unfortunately, in a lot of PTAs, that's simply not happening. I want to talk about an issue that actually made on the political campaign, and that was the size of classrooms. I've heard various people talk about the size of classrooms, whether it has an impact on learning. Being a classroom teacher for almost 10 years, I want to share my thoughts and feelings on this particular topic. It's imperative for parents to understand just what, what does classroom size mean? What is classroom dynamics? I hear that term used frequently. And the other topic, of course, how can you tell if your teacher is using effective teaching techniques? Those are the three areas that requires immediate attention. You as a parent, your job is to simply listen, take some good notes, think about how you can best support your child when it comes to this thing called the teaching and learning process. You will hear me make various references to that. The teaching learning process is a scientific process that every teacher and every student has the opportunity to participate. When you drop your child off, you're hoping that something happens. You're hoping that that child is in front of a well-educated, well-informed, enthusiastic teacher. You're hoping that at the end of the day, the content material that that teacher has gone to school, has been taught on how to teach, you're hoping that a light bulb goes off. And that light bulb is the power of learning. That is what we call in the teaching business the power of teaching and learning. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen of America, in a lot of places and a lot of avenues, the power of teaching and learning has actually been turned off. There are some other things that are going on. So it's imperative for you as the parent. Many schools, you can visit many administrators, many teachers talk about, hey, drop in, feel free to visit our school. But when you walk in that classroom, do you know what you're looking at? Can you evaluate whether or not your teacher is having some effective teaching techniques? Or are you simply participating in busy work? Or are you simply participating in a stage show? As an experienced classroom teacher, I can assure you that depending upon where you go and depending upon what you see, it is your job to make observations. And hopefully, 
you can go from the advocate on knowing how to best advocate for your child. You will be able to advocate the academics of the fundamentals of the teaching and learning process, and you will be able to navigate. Now, many of you always say, well, Eric, I have a busy schedule, and I've talked about this, and my guests have talked about this as well. This is a process that takes time. It takes time. The beautiful part about the technology that we have and the wonderful people at Voice America is that you have the ability to archive this show, listen to it, tell your friends and family some of the basics that we're talking about so that you can always go back to this. You can go back, listen, make your notes, and think about, well, I've been invited to my child's classroom, and I want to find out exactly what's going on. Now, we're at a part of the show where we're getting ready to take our, our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into some specific issues. Again, if you have any comments or concerns and about education and about what you think, because this show is not about just about my particular opinion or my particular philosophy. It's also about what you think, America. It's also about what you feel based on your local school system, what you think is wrong. It's imperative that if you have a concern that you please call 1-888-346-9141 and we will be back after a short break and we will jump back into Chalk Talk, What's Wrong with Public Education? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are having difficulty balancing everything in your life, be sure to tune in to Change is Personal with Kim Fuller. Each week, we'll help you do your own self-assessment to handling relationships, family, life challenges, health, and personal goals. Kim and her guests share from experiences and offer advice and resources to keep your life on track. Change is Personal with Kim Fuller can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and start having a fuller life. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, America. Thanks for joining me in the conversation about what's wrong with public education. America, it's time to talk. PTA, and and this particular part of my show, I'm talking specifically to those parents that have the unique opportunity. I had the honor of speaking with a PTA person recently, and her words, it, it was an interesting conversation. She shared with me that she was selected to be on the, the parent uh teacher parent association and she felt that she was honored but on the other hand she felt very intimidated and I asked well why are you so intimidated and she explained to me is that she's never had this type of position before she she doesn't know what's expected and immediately out of her mouth after telling me that she was selected to the PTA she immediately jumped into the traditional role of well, right now we're in a fundraising mode. And again, fundraising is critical. It's very important. As the economy takes its toll on school systems, you will see that budgets are starting to decline. When budgets start to decline, there's a trickle effect, trickle down effect, which happens where monies that were usually allocated for one thing have now been removed. So I do understand before those PTA presidents email me and tell me that I'm not very clear on the roles. Yes, I'm very clear. I'm very certain that you do play a critical role in the teaching and learning process in the classroom. You do facilitate wonderful things. But I want to give some pushback to those PTA individuals, and I'm talking specifically to you. What about academics? What about your responsibility to move from just being a centered on on the fundraising side to what can you learn about what truly is happening inside that classroom? That's your responsibility. If it's not happening, well, where are you supposed to get it from? Well, who can you go talk to? Can you talk to a school leader? Can you go talk to a, another teacher? Well, that's when you have that unique opportunity to show up and ask some questions about what's going on and how you can best take the PTA to a different level. Now, there are some examples of some PTA activities where not only do they do fundraising, they also host back-to-school night, they provide teacher appreciation dinners. Absolutely, all those things are critical to get us through the calendar year. Part of my platform is that academics should always be the center of attention. And one of the ways that we can do that is to make sure that parents, those who do show up, those who do show an effort, that we are fully engaging in what does it mean for your child to be part of a teaching and learning process. So PTA presidents, I'm going to challenge you. Let's keep fundraising out there. But can we also have a parent teacher meeting where the conversation 
are being treated as peers, where we're talking not to each other, but we're talking about what each other's roles should be. Parents are, are as I've said on this, they are not clear as to a lot of things that are going on. And it is up to you, PTA presidents, it is up to you, the leadership, to set the agenda for what parents want. It's, it's critical for us to rethink about how you can take on those leadership roles. So if you know a PTA president, I'm going to ask that you tell them to listen in. Think about the roles of what's going on. Think about your ability to impact parents. That, that's a, a critical, critical area. And how do we address this issue? Now, if you look at a lot of PTAs right now, they're not being run in a way that addresses the academics. We have No Child Left Behind. We now have Race to the Top. We now have Common Core. We have this huge level of accountability. That's my second word. Huge levels of accountability now. In this era of high accountability, how will we achieve our goals if we're not working together to meet those goals? And parents have to be a part of the equation. That's the whole purpose of Chalk Talk. It's to allow parents a place to communicate. And again, if you've got some uh, Parents of America, if you have some great examples of what your PTA is doing that typifies parent engagement, please give us a call and share that because we need to model some things. I've seen some good examples in my time where the PTA has taken on various roles. Teachers always like to be noted for doing outstanding work. PTA has always taken the lead in making sure that we've had breakfasts, we've had social gatherings. The PTA has always taken the role to make sure that, particularly at the high school level, that social events, athletic events, all those things are critically important for the, the social development of a school. So please, America, don't mishear my words in what I'm saying in terms of what the role of the PTA is. I understand that there's a heavily a, a, a financial commitment. I'm saying that we also can use that venue to educate parents. Parents are not educated on what IEPs are. Parents are not educated on the various teaching learning styles. Everybody learns differently. It would be good to have someone go out, call your college professors, call various experts to educate parents once a month on a new particular topic. It's critical that we do that. Here's the thing that may trouble some. If we continue to just sit back and, and assume that the educational system will reach out to parents to fully commit them, that idea may not happen in a timely manner. The only way that will happen is that you parents, you must go to the schools. You must present in board meetings. You must say, we want to be a part of the process. We do not want to be on the outside. We would like to be a part of the process. In being a part of the process, you need to create ways. And you can see some great examples around the country where that's happening. One particular uh, place that I'll talk about is what's happening in Miami, in particularly Dade County with a, a significant Hispanic population. 
and there was a cultural disconnect. Well, one of the, the leading groups in, in Miami decided, uh, with the guide of the Knight Foundation, they decided to take the curriculum, take all of the forms of communications, whether it's hall passes, whether it's sick leave passes, whatever official communications that a school puts out on a day-to-day basis, and they generate a lot of paper. They made a concerted effort to make sure that everything was now in Spanish as well as English. Now, some of you may say, well, that's not really parent engagement. Well, in some ways it is because you're trying to make sure that you are connecting with your parent group. If you're not able to communicate, you're going to completely disenfranchise a huge segment of your populations. So it's important. It's important to rethink about how we connect. Another school that I can speak with 100% certainty made a, a, a solid effort that anytime a parent comes into the building, that there is a parent liaison, someone who can officially take that parent on a tour, give them a, a sense of what's going on. It's important, school leaders, to have an individual, and many of you all are doing that. These are uh, some examples. PTA, I believe, is, is a a great opportunity to actually include parents. The data that I have put out on this show feel that uh, the data data suggests rather that parents are not connected. The data that I have put on this show suggests that parents want to find a way to get involved, but they're not really clear. And I'm suggesting parents that it's important for you to not only to show up for those events, the, the teacher-parent conferences, the, the social events. But it's also important for you to make sure that you are paying attention to what's going on in the classroom. My last thoughts on the PTA. Most school systems require when you join, you there's a financial commitment, which I, again, completely understand. I'm asking for particularly those parents that see and there are in every system. If you see that there is a need, redefine what your roles can be. Talk to your school leaders. Talk to your superintendents. Talk to the board members when you have the monthly board meetings. They are more than willing. They are more than willing to hear your concerns. Work with other. Go online. Look at other parent engagement sites. Look at how other school districts are actually tackling this problem. Change can happen with you. It just takes one person. It takes one person with an idea. It takes one person who can say, you know what? What's more important? I've got some time. I've got limited amount of time. Whatever it is that I can contribute. Form your small groups. A lot of school systems have parent groups that get together. Try to work within some small groups but use this thing that's been around for a very long time called PTA. Use that as a base to genuinely set up parent engagement. And if you do this, and if you listen and look at some of the models that's going around, I have several names of individuals. Dr. Karen Mapp is, is, is a leading uh, author on this topic. Uh, my first guest of this show, Dr. Samples, another leading expert in the field of parent engagement. 
take a look at what they do and put something together. We're at the part now where we will take a next break. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about another issue of what's causing some problems in our school system, and that is the rising school population and particularly with classroom size. We're going to talk about that. Again, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, please give us a call at Chalk Talk. We're going to take a break. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to Our Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to take an amazing journey, a journey to gold. Join your host, CJ, every week as she introduces you to amazing people who are following their dreams and changing their lives with a new attitude. Hear from the stars who are stepping outside the box. Be sure to listen for the Dream Quest Challenge with Josie Pasentino, where you'll vote on the music of independent artists. Find out how you can be a part of this life-changing experience. Maybe we'll be talking to you on a future show. Journey to Gold is heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host, Jordan Kimmel, is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. 
please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Thanks for joining me, America. We're having an important discussion about what's wrong with public education. And again, the, the purpose for this dialogue is to really help you, America, to help the parents of America who are struggling. My time in the classroom, my many teacher-parent conferences, the many social parties, the social activities I go to, I, I'm always amazed at this fundamental question is parents are struggling to try to understand what should they do? How should they best support? There are a lot of issues that are plaguing many of the schools, and there are a lot of things that are going well. The One of the things I identified is the failure of a solid vision or an enhanced vision. I won't say it's a failure. It's an enhanced vision. It's a vision of the, the PTA that could be expanded. The other one that I think that parents are not clear on, and it actually made news during the presidential campaign and debates about the size of classrooms and the number of students. And there was talk that one candidate said that the size of classrooms isn't important and another candidate said something contrary to the, to the, the opinion. And I found an interesting dialogue. But what I want to do with you I want to talk about specifically what what's the classroom? What what's going on in the classroom? Why is that such a topic? Now, you don't have to be an educator or a classroom professional to understand that the more kids you have, the more of the challenge. But it's not just about the physical size. I've had a class of approximately 13 students, ladies and gentlemen. I've had 13 students in the class, and that class was much more difficult to manage, to teach, to maintain than I did with a class of 35. And you may say, how in the world is that possible? I thought that we needed to lower the size of classrooms. And in a lot of places we do. But America, if you're not aware of the classroom dynamics, how can you get to the point where you can actually get an opinion about this? And you're thinking, well, my child is in a class of 25. Is that good or bad? I would really like a smaller classroom, or maybe my child doesn't function very well. So the purpose of this segment is to get you to start thinking and hearing about what does classroom size mean for you? What does it mean for your child? You know your child. Hopefully, I'm going to inspire you to find out what kind of learner is your child, and you'll realize that the type of learner that your child is may determine what kind of classroom size. Let's look at the classroom size. Generally speaking, if you have very large class, I had a class one time that was approximately 35 students. Now, we have these things called the legal limit, and teachers laugh at that because they know that in a lot of situations there are more children in the classroom because of scheduling, because of the reduction of funding, because of a lot of the things that we hear about, that some of our classes are starting to, to increase. And if you are a seasoned teacher, you can handle this. Two students, 
you can manage that. But let's let's look at a larger classroom size and let's look how it happens. So what happens in a larger classroom? Generally speaking, there's this dynamic called grouping. Grouping, ladies and gentlemen. Grouping. I learned grouping very early in my teaching career. There's this interesting phenomenon that happens in the classroom. That generally speaking, the general rule of thumb is that kids who identify with the same mentality they kind of see themselves generally will sit together. They generally will follow that particular thing. And it took me a while to figure that out. And all the teachers who are listening, you know that to be true. Generally speaking, kids who, who identify collectively with each other, they sit together. It's the job, the role of the teacher in the classroom to actually break that up. But we'll get back to that in a second. But what I find is, is that in these large classrooms, it puts so much of a challenge on the teacher. And a lot of times children will come home and they'll say, well, you know, I'm not doing anything in this person's class. Oh, you know, this teacher is always on top of me. This teacher is always giving me assignments or we're doing the group work projects. You hear these things all the time, whether it be in middle or in high school. But generally speaking, it looks this way. You've got your high-achieving student who's consistently going to do everything you say to get an A. They are under pressure from their parents. They want to please their parents. They want A's. They want to, to be the top of the class. you got that, that dynamic in every classroom. Then you've got what I call your middle-tier your middle student. That is a student that shows up respectful, participating, but not very motivated. They could be happy with the C. They're not going to be the ones that lead the conversation. They're not going to be the one that's going to get up in the classroom and actually perform or do a particular thing. They will participate, but at a low level. And then, unfortunately, the ones that we all know, you have that bottom tier, that slower learner, or you may have a child that is disruptive, or you may have someone or a group that's causing the teacher problems. That's how most classrooms are set up. When you walk into the classroom, and, and I've been in the classroom long enough, all I need is about 10 minutes, and I can observe. And most administrators and most teachers who've been around, they can see what's going on. Why is that important for you, parents? You need to know who's your child sitting with. You need to know when you get in a group project, who's on your team? Is it been spaced out? Or is your child going to be the child that's going to consistently take the leadership role? Or is your child simply going to sit back while the other kids facilitate the work? Interesting thing called group dynamics and grouping. The other effect, so what happens is the advanced students, once they're done with their work in a large classroom, they tend to get very bored easily. They tend to, 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 to go off and maybe do other people's work. They tend to, to, to really try to do something to take their mind off of what they're doing. Because they're higher achieving, the teacher doesn't have time to engage them. Okay, Your lower level students, they tend to withdraw because the teacher has to spend more time with them. So they are in a, put in a situation where they certainly don't want, and I've talked about this before, they certainly don't want to appear not to be as smart, as bright as the other students. So they tend to withdraw as well in very large classroom size. So 
The teacher is left up with the skill set, America, to how do you navigate 60 to 90 minutes with these high-achieving and low-achieving students. So the classroom size, yes, it does matter, but what's more important is what are the dynamics of that classroom. Now, the perfect world for me, the perfect scenario, is there a perfect number of students that should be in a classroom? I don't know, and I don't think anyone can answer that. But I do know that in a lot of situations, what teachers are doing now, they're having to put students in group work. And a lot of students love participating in groups, and a lot of students, they don't want to participate in groups because they are fearful that their grade is going to be impacted. I love group work. I believe that the, the collaboration model is very important because as adults, parents, we know that at some point in time, you're going to have to work with other people. And, and being a person who believes in working together, I always had my students to work together. I always would pull them out, put them in different levels. So there's a lot of work for the teacher. So any of those individuals who could say, hey, I can do the job that Ms. Williams is doing, anybody can show up. Well, I want to challenge you to have 35 students with different levels, different levels of aptitude, different behavioral things, and I want to see you put those individuals in groups that are working. So the classroom size, although it's important, we have to go beyond what you see and what you hear. Your job as a parent is to really understand what's going on inside of the classroom and how you can best support the teacher. And in one way that you can support the teacher is to actually, when they do something well, look at the difficult work that they're doing. I believe that teachers aren't congratulated enough. I, I truly believe that. Teachers are on the front line of having to make some unbelievable decisions, Dave, every day. Yes, Eric, there are some teachers out there that are not cutting the job. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. I completely understand that as well. But this thing that I that I started the show on called the teaching and learning process, and my colleagues will know what that, that means, it's the process of getting people together in a classroom, whether it's a small number or a high number, and actually engaging in them. And if that's not happening, if that's not happening and you can verify, then we need to move from the academic piece and we need to go to the accountability piece. Something has to happen. Some conversation needs to happen. Some modeling needs to happen. And you as the parent, if you can understand those dynamics, you can best support the teacher. You can get the support of the school leader and have these delicate conversations, not overbearing, not coming in and say you need to fire Mr. Hamilton because he's not doing his job. But you can show how the, the teacher needs help. And a lot of teachers get put in situations where they're struggling and really are not. But believe it or not, parents can actually lead some type of constructive effort to actually support. That is the true essence of parent engagement. That is the ability to use this vehicle that we've created in order to, to make a change. We're getting ready to, to take another break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the, the teaching technique piece. We're going to look at how do you know what you see in the classroom? Can you evaluate what's going on and how best to support your teacher? 
So please, we will take a break and hope that you'll be rejoining us on Chalk Talk, What's Wrong with Public Education? Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, America. We're having a great conversation talking about what's wrong with public education. And again, These are things that I am bringing to you in terms of my experience, my time, a lot of the data that's out there. Many people would say there are other issues. You forgot about funding. You forgot about the quality of teachers. You forgot about the assessments. I understand those things, and and those things do play a role. But these are the things that I'm talking about tonight that actually parents can actually do something. It doesn't require a law. It doesn't require a rally. It doesn't require a major reform effort or a reform model to have parents to show up and re- and get together and redefine what a PTA is. It doesn't require a lot of money for you to come in and know what you're looking at in the classroom. That doesn't require a lot. It does require us to redefine how we see our schools. It does require parents to rechallenge what they think their roles are. And the last component, I want to go back to, again, 
this role that parents are having. And I understand why parents are, are, are not happy based on the data that I have, have put out is that everything that we are dealing with comes from these three terms. If you're not dealing with the academics of schools, you're dealing with the accountability. How do you hold teachers accountable? If you're not dealing with the accountability piece, how do you advocate? How do you go down to the school board and you advocate for healthy lunches? I think that's a growing, growing concern. I applaud the Obama administration, particularly our first lady, for actually addressing this issue on healthy foods. I think that is absolutely critically needed. You have to know when to do those things. And I understand America. I've said it. We're very busy. We have a fast-paced society. So I want to give you some things, some tips, that once you get in this classroom and once you realize that 17 kids, 25 kids, whatever that number happens to be, once you get in that classroom and you're observing, what are you, what are you looking at? What, what do you see? Number one, parents, how often have you seen your child teach? Have you had a chance to sit down and watch what they do? Do they move around the classroom? Do they sit at their desk? What do they do? Before you can actually start going to the principal and saying, hey, I don't like how Mr. Hamilton's doing something, you may want to actually come in, get, get the proper authorization, and actually observe what the teaching style is. Is the teacher interactive? Do they call on the same children over and over or are there an attempt to get those other kids that are not engaged? Have you seen a textbook? Have you seen a textbook? I am absolutely disturbed at a growing trend in this country where somehow, whether it be for funding purposes, whether it be for new technology, uh, there's the e-books that's coming out, ladies and gentlemen, where textbooks will be a thing of the past. And we will all have our textbook using our iPhones and various types of technology. But I'm disturbed at the fact that we have, even in our primary grades, we have textbooks are now suddenly being taken away and they're not showing up in the large numbers as they've had. That's a huge problem. Grouping. Are your, your child, is, are they being put in groups? What's the activity that's going on in the classroom? How would you rate the way your classroom looked? Now, I'll tell you right now that my classroom was not always done in a way that was satisfying to me. I would always go down and speak to a particular teacher who was outstanding. She did a great job of making that classroom warm, friendly, and engaging. She was absolutely stellar. Unfortunately, that was not my skill set. But you want a classroom that's engaging. You want something that you feel comfortable in. Are the rules posted in the classroom? You got to have rules. You have to know exactly what the rules are and why they are the way they're supposed to be. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about young people. We're talking about individuals that may not be totally aware of what they're supposed to do. Now, with this growing use of technology that we're having, I can tell you that teachers are really on the front line trying to navigate and control the use of technology. And parents, we have to have your support on that. You have to understand why cell phones, particularly at the high school level, 
and uh, some of my colleagues say it's also a problem at the middle school level, is such a problem in the teaching and learning process. So parents, we need your help on that. Parents, does your teacher allow time for, for questions? I know that a lot of times when you teach in World War II and you've got to get to a certain critical phase in it, and I'll be the first to tell you that a lot of times, the question times, I simply will overlook them. And I can tell you that's because we're, as teachers, we're so rushed to try to get through our material that we oftentimes we forget about, hey, I didn't quite understand why Hitler had to make this move in World War II. So you have to make sure, parents, that when you're observing your teachers and, and they're going to tell you to come in, are they allowing time for some questions? Does your teacher teach from some certain standards? We've talked about that on, on my show. We've talked about the Common Core is the latest phase. We've talked about having those standards up. Now, I don't expect for you to know the standards, but you want to know, is it appropriate what the teacher's teaching? You want to know, is it age appropriate? I have seen in a lot of schools, particularly the last one, where one teacher was teaching something was not age appropriate. And I know for certainty that if I were a parent sitting in a meeting based on what that teacher was teaching, I would have to ask for some immediate answers as to how this teacher was allowed to teach the content. So you, it can't be what the teacher thinks. It has to be what the state says should be allowed in that classroom. Another one that's very touchy is your teacher dressed appropriately. I am amazed as some of the outfits that I see some of our teachers are wearing now. Some of them have this vision that they're going to South Beach and they're going to a party. Parents, if you see a, a, a teacher that's not dressed appropriately, I wouldn't advocate you go up and talk to them about their dress. I would advocate that you go and you speak to a school leader and tell them about how you feel about it. And you say, you know what? We should demand more from the people who are standing in front of our, our children. We should demand that they dress like professionals. So if you see that, do not hesitate. Do not hesitate to go and ask, is this appropriate? And finally, what's the climate like in your classroom? I know a teacher right now, America, in high school that will not allow their high school students to go to the bathroom. I know right now of teachers right now that there is a no talking policy in the classroom. I've had to go to a no talking policy, but those are under extreme conditions. You want to know what is the climate like? I know some teachers that simply let things go the way they want to go and the classroom has no order, no rhyme or reason. You want to know what's the climate like in the classroom? And you have to figure out between what you hear from your child, what you know to be a fact, and what the observations from the school leaders are looking like. It's important for you to think about those things. Those are 10 tips that you can take with you on every time you walk into the classroom. And what are these tips designed to do? They're not designed to get you to the point where you can walk into a principal's office and say, I demand that this teacher be fired. I heard these 10 tips. They're not doing but two of them. They should be fired. No, 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 no. 
we're advocating that these are guiding questions. These are guiding things to help you understand what's actually happening. And if you can take those steps, if you can take those steps, you will better facilitate true partnerships. I have suggested, the data suggested, all the experts in the field suggest that oftentimes this situation that we have called education is a one-way street where parents don't feel connected. They don't feel engaged. And if we can redefine what it is that we should be doing as a society, as a community, as individual parents, we can act, have an active role in the process. And when you become active, you can participate. Let me, let me close with the, with the time that we have remaining. I want to I want to use a sports reference, and, and those who know me know that, that I love the game of baseball. And in the game of baseball, we have a couple of theories that uh, one particular team believes that if we buy the most expensive players, we'll get the best product. And then we have another group of people say, hey, we want fundamentally sound baseball players. Well, the people of America, the San Francisco Giants, typified that last year. Because their team, when you look at their team, ladies and gentlemen, they were all fundamentally sound. They were a fundamentally sound baseball team. What's it have to do with education? Well, your school, in order to produce a school that's strong, that's producing good students, you need fundamentally sound people from the bus driver to the custodian to the principal to the teacher to the admin clerk. You need fundamentally sound individuals. The purpose of Chalk Talk is to get you, the parent, to realize that you have a voice in trying to address some fundamentals that you see that's happening in your, in your school. And if you don't see those things, you don't see those fundamentals, the ability to catch, the ability to hit, the ability to run, those are fundamental ingredients that are needed in order to produce a winning team. If you can't see that, you need to go to your school leader and you need to ask them to make some changes. As always, America, go be empowered. Parents, you have the right. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you again for joining us for Chalk Talk. Please join Eric Hamilton again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more of everything that parents should know about school.